the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And we're here for the next two hours talking about cars and car repair stuff and questions about what oil should I use and what's the difference between regular and premium gasoline and my technician says this and my shop says that. And we can talk about those kinds of things. It's easy to do. All you do is give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And then Gil picks up the phone, and he says, you want to talk to Mark? And you say yes, and he says okay. And then he whispers in my ear, there's, you know, Donna on line one. That's how it kind of works. Folks, there's a lot going on in the auto repair industry in the 70s, we got to see uh, 60s and 70s, and to some extent the 80s, we got to see your car every 3,000 miles. So we would typically, as an industry, we'd change your oil and filter. And then we would, every other time you came in, we'd rotate your tires. But that's where the fuzziness uh, starts, because our owner's manuals were not real precise, and so the the what you did and where you did it and how you did it and all that other kind of stuff, it was different. It was just different. And so we started years ago that everybody was on a 3,000-mile oil change. That's what the door sticker was written for. We just added 3,000 miles to what's on your sticker. Today, phew, man, it is just like the Wild West. People are using oil change uh, intervals. They're putting a sticker on your car that calls you back after 5,000 miles on a synthetic change, when in reality a synthetic change is somewhere between 10 and 15,000. So if they bring you back at 5, and then they do it again, and then they do it again, you're paying for oil changes that your car doesn't need. Can you put synthetic oil in an older car? Yes. Uh, I've been trained by Chevron. I've been trained by Valvoline. I know what I'm talking about. And when it comes to oil and its use and its benefits, uh, I'll tell you. Let me give you an example of what the numbers mean on an oil. 2050. It flows like a 20 weight when it's cold or hot, and it flows like a 50, the other way around. It flows like a 20 weight when it's cold, a 50 weight when it's hot. I'm looking at my board, and I'm looking at the phone and all that kind of stuff, so I get kind of confused sometimes. So in Arizona, we don't need an oil that flows at 20 degrees because um, we don't see that very often, maybe in Flagstaff, maybe up on the inner reservation you can use it. But in reality, 20 weight flows like a 20 weight when it's cold, and it's, so that's a much thinner oil. It has all the other additives to it it's just a thinner oil and it still gets in between the moving pieces of metal but the difference between 20 weight and 50 weight is the difference between water and peanut butter and so the higher we go the more peanut buttery we get 
And obviously, if you drive your car hard and if your car has 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 miles, you're probably going to be in a straight 30 weight. And it flows like a 30 weight when it's cold and it flows like a 30 weight when it's hot. A 2050 flows like a 20 weight when it's cold and flows like a 50 weight when it's hot. So that's what all that new nomenclature means. Is there a brand difference? You know, I tell people all the time, just go buy your oil from Walmart. Um, oil is pulled out of the ground and, and made into a product by four companies for the United States. Mobile, Shell, Phillips 66, and Chevron. Those are the four companies. Now, do they bottle for everybody else? <laughs> you bet they do. If Wendy's had an, a quart of oil, they could order their oil from Mobile, Shell, Phillips 66, or Chevron, and they could put Wendy's Super Duper Extra Luber uh, oil for your car. They could actually probably buy a 1030 because that's kind of a universal oil today. They could buy a 1030 and, and mark it as we don't care if you have an old Volkswagen or if you have a brand new Cadillac or what you have. The fact of the matter, or a Mercedes-Benz or a BMW or an Audi, makes no difference. This oil will work. We know that that's not exactly the case, but it would be fine. It, it just would be fine. In the old days, we used to step up our oil if, if our car was leaking oil or burning oil. And we'd go to a 30-weight straight, and then a 40-weight straight, and then a 50-weight straight. And I remember in high school, if your car leaked oil like a sieve and it smoked like some kind of a bomb, we'd put 60, 70, 80-weight in it, which is really gear oil. And gear oil is not really for the internal parts of an engine that's rubbing. Gear oil is where two gears hit one another, and when they when they rotate to one another, just very much like the sprocket on your bicycle and the chain that goes around it, um, w- the gear oil gets in between the teeth and acts like a cushion. So an 80 weight flows like an 80 weight when it's cold, and I suggest your car probably won't like that. But on the other hand, if your engine is loosey-goosey, it's 40 years old, it's leaking a little oil, it uses a little oil, then a 50 or 60 weight wouldn't hurt it because it's already well-worn and it's been around the world five times. The other day, um, somebody asked me when I changed my oil in my truck, and I said between 10 and 15,000 miles. And they said, well, how do you determine that? And I said, you know, if I'm in the city a lot, stop and go, and I've got four or five heat cycles in the day, then I'll change it a little bit more often. But if I'm running between Chandler and Payson on a regular basis, then I'm not going to because I'm exercising the engine, I'm bringing the oil up to temperature, I'm running at 60, and what my wife would say 100, but that's not true. I'm running at 60, 65 miles an hour up and down the mountain, and so I go through one heat cycle a day as opposed to three heat cycles a day. And that's what it's all about. We want the internal temperature of the engine and the oil to be north of 212 because the water in the oil will turn to a vapor at 212. Remember your science. So as a result of that, we don't really worry about it, but that's why it says 1030 or 1050. It flows like a 10 weight when it's cold. It flows like a 50 weight when it's hot. If your car is an old 57 Chevy and it's knocking around and it's using a little oil, you could use a 2050. It'd start a lot better, a lot faster. But at the same time, when it, the engine got warm and the oil thick or got warm as well, it flows like a 50 weight when it's warm. 
So that would be a good oil for your old car. We got a caller already. I'll give you the phone number again, 602-508-0960. If you have a car problem, we can talk tires. We can talk spark plugs. We can talk oil. We can talk uh, V8s and V6s and fuel injection and direct fuel injection. We can do anything you want. Or my wife and I are going to buy a new car, and this is what she wants, and this is what I want. Would you like to comment? But we have a caller. Gil? Say hello to Bob. Gil? Say hello to Bob. Bob, good morning to you. How can we help you? Hello, Mark. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, the The vehicle in question is a 2020 uh, Toyota Yaris. That doesn't matter. I have a question about tires. Uh, it's got an odd, uh, it's got some 16-inch tires, and the one that they actually call for is a really hard-to-get odd size and about twice as expensive as something else. Uh, somebody suggested a another size to me you know the difference is going to be it's approximately a half inch taller now providing i have room and clearance and everything for that half inch taller uh, i do understand it may affect the speedometer and odometer a bit but would that throw my computer into chaos well if the if the change is in the 5 10 maybe 15 percent range then I wouldn't really worry about it, but if you get up to the 30 and north of 30%, then um, I don't think that's a good idea. Why don't you just give me the sizes? Uh, okay, I've got them here real quick. Okay, take your time. Oh, here they are. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, the The tire that they want you to put on it is a... 18565 okay. R16 Okay. Give me the rest of uh, them. the one the one that was suggested to me is um let me see if I've got that wrong. Hold on here. I'm sorry. No, no. Let me let me back up. The one that it that they're that they're calling for for the car is a 18560 R16. And a gentleman suggested I might think about a 205-65 R16. I do understand the 205 will be a bit wider. I don't think that's a problem, but that's the two different uh, tire sizes. Okay, well, the 205 um, is the ratio, um, and it's actually uh, better described as the height of the tire. So a 205-65, the width of the tire is 65% of the height of the tire. And those are just round figures. I'm not going to do the math because I don't have a calculator handy. The right. the 180 the 180 uh, difference of insignificant width between the 65 series and the 60 series. Insignificant. Okay. You also notice that the 205 is also um, is very similar with respect to width. It's a 65R. So 65R, 60R, 65R. Forget the middle number. Now we're just down to the 185, 185, and the 205. I don't like the idea that your 205, you're going to jump to that kind of a number for a couple reasons. In reality, whether you choose to, to or not, your speedometer is going to be off. And when you go to sell it, when they ask you, is this the actual odometer or not, you have to go no. But people do say yes all the time, and they lie about it. So you can decide for what you want to do. I don't see the benefit in going to a 205 because the 205 is a taller tire, and what happens if the fronts rub? 
What happens when you turn all the way to the extreme left and extreme right? You th the, the tire will rub on the inner rubber fender liner. It makes a little bit of noise, and it's uncomfortable, and it's unsettling. So I, I don't know, and you're going to pay more for the 205-65-16. And so, no, actually, uh, it's, it's um, from this goofy... Uh, uh, goofy 185-60, excuse me, 185-60-R16, um, that, that 205 is one of the reasons he, he suggested it. It's, uh, oh my goodness, at least a quarter less in price or maybe even half. I mean, this, this 185-60-R16 is for some reason just an oddball size. Half people don't carry it and various things like that. That's why I was trying to you know, get away from that. But you say okay. that the 205 and the 185, that's the height of them. Yeah, that that's, that, and that's a big difference. So let me ask you a question. I, without you saying the name of the shop or the name of the guy, is this guy sell tires exclusively? Is this guy been around for 20 years? Is this guy just talking price to you? Is he trying to sell you something and it's based on price? Is that, you know... Can you answer any of those questions? Well, uh, yeah, pr pr probably a little bit all of the above. It's a tire shop only. Um, I don't know if the man's been in the business for a long time. And, uh, you know, I was uh, shopping around and, you know, concerned, uh, you know, quite a bit with price. I mean, you know, seven, 700 and almost $800 for four tires is just, you know, killing me here. Well, wait a minute. Eight hundred dollars includes mounting and balancing, FET, and sales tax. So the eight hundred dollars isn't really representative of a two hundred dollar tire. You and you're going to pay FET and sales tax, and uh, if you buy any warranty, you'll pay for all of that at the end of the deal. So I I, I really can't determine the quality of the information you're getting, but I'm a tire expert. And I wouldn't buy the 205. And if you want to save money, then get the cheaper one of the 185-16s. Um, I would certainly get discount tire involved. And there's a variety of other tire stores. And you can do mm -hmm. that from home. You call them up and you say, hey, can I get a price for four 185-65-16s and 185-60-16s? And so you can ask them to, and I want them out the door price. How much do I have to write my check for before I leave home? That's kind of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so okay. I think that would be, help you. But I'm a little uncomfortable with... Now, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, and I'll tell you why. I have giant monster tires on my truck. <laughs> but I also mm -hmm. haul horse trailers. I'm in the snow. I'm in the mud. These are aggressive tires. It lifts the truck up a little bit. I'm hauling horses and all that kind of stuff. But I also increase the ply and the weight limit of the tires I have because every once in a while I'm at the weight limit or I might even be a little bit higher than the weight limit. So for all those reasons, I'm going to protect my passengers and my wife and my kids and my dogs, and I'm going to go a little bit you know, better tire than I had before. Anyway, Bob, good in. Thank you for the conversation. The lines are open, 602-508-0960. We have five of them, and if you have a comment or a question, give me a call. You depend on our incomparable lineup of talk hosts each day. Now you have the chance to meet one of them face-to-face. -face. Announcing the Terrific Talkers VIP Experience. We'll fly you and a guest on a three-night stay to meet your favorite radio host. Choose which host you'd like to meet. Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Charlie Kirk, Eric Metaxas, Dennis Prager, Michelle Tafoya, or Arizona's own Seth Liebson or Brandon Tatum. 
Enter up to once per day and complete bonus tasks to increase your chances of winning. Meet your favorite program host in the Terrific Talkers VIP Experience. Go to 960thepatriot.com slash talker. That's 960thepatriot.com slash talker. The Terrific Talkers VIP Experience. Sponsored by AmFedCoin and Bullion. Hey, it's Seth Liebson. By now, you've probably heard that 960 The Patriot has partnered with Focus on the Family for a two-day marriage conference on August 25th and 26th at Central Christian Church in Gilbert. But did you know we're now giving away some exclusive VIP tickets for our Resist the Drift conference? You and your spouse could be one of 10 lucky couples who get to attend the conference on the house. And five couples will be invited to attend our pre-conference VIP meet-and-greet reception, hosted by me, yours truly. You and your spouse could have the special opportunity to meet speakers Greg and Aaron Smalley, including an intimate Q&A session, and snack on delicious appetizers. In addition to all this, VIP ticket holders get reserved seating at the conference and a workbook to notate in during the weekend's four sessions of impactful teaching. For a chance to win tickets and meet Greg and Aaron Smalley, go to 960thepatriot.com and click on the event banner. And if you're not feeling lucky, you can always just buy tickets also at 960thepatriot.com. See you there. Go to 960thepatriot.com and click on Resist the Drift and you just might win. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was not just, you know, working with my physical disabilities. I was emotionally broken. I remember thinking, how did I get here? How? It was affecting me in my marriage. My husband, he didn't know how to help me. He actually called Wounded Warrior Project. Wounded Warrior Project had this thing called Couples Odyssey. It was an eye-opener, and it I think it really saved our marriage. They gave us books and resources and tools on how to help us with that. I just love him. I love you, honey. I love you, too. Watching her fight for her mental health, fighting for other veterans, fighting for this family, uh, helped me to fight, too. Well, I always loved her, but I love her 10 times more for that. Not all wounds are visible. If you or a loved one are suffering, visit WoundedWarriorProject.org slash not alone. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We're going to go straight to the phones real quick, and we're going to start with Esther and Sharon. But Esther, you're first. How can I help you? Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I I have a, a 2004 Mercury Grand Marquis with 97,700-odd miles. I love the car. My kids keep telling me I need another car, but I love my car. Anyway, I've been having a problem with the air conditioning on it okay. for like two years. And I have a good mechanic. I think he's good. He's honest. Um, I trust him. But they they can't seem to get it right because it, they had to change. I've got my all of my paperwork here. They were not able... Unable to find the faulty air conditioning control head assembly. The HVAC system was stuck on defrost and floor. Bypassed the vacuum system of the control head assembly to switch HVAC system to full center vent. Well, okay. now I'm getting, I'm getting some air, not real cold air, out of the bottom vent, but I'm not getting anything out of the dash vent. Um, okay. They're telling me that uh, they're unable to get the the correct part for it because they're 
they're no longer making them. They're unavailable, you know, the, the parts from Ford. Right. Um, so they're having to go to aftermarket, and they advise me, you know, aftermarket parts are not always good. They don't That's a lie. Work. Wait, that's a lie, but continue oh. on. Okay. And um, so, I, 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 like I said, I, I love my car. I don't want to give my car up, but I'm not happy with driving around not having good air. My air okay. is like, you know, somewhat, but it's not okay. good air. Okay, okay, okay. So... You got the technician that you really like, and I appreciate that you really like him, and he modifies your head to accomplish a goal, and he says he does it with vacuum, and I understand completely what he's doing. I understand okay. that he's unplugging this vacuum hose and putting a, a plug in it, and then he's taking this vacuum hose and moving it over here, and what he's trying to do is get it all out of the center vents regardless of what the controls say, because the controls say top, middle, and bottom. Dashboard, middle, center vents, and bottom at my feet. So now he says that we got a problem that he's not owning up to, that he caused the problem, which is likely, but not 100% sure. And he says he can't find a, a, a control head. Um, mm -hmm. I hear this, I can't find a part all the time. And you know what else? Is, is the fact of the matter is, is that we find parts all the time. And I have two full-time parts guys. And they've been around in the business a long time, but they don't have any problem finding parts. We've not said, well, we can't fix your car because we can't find a part. Mm -hmm. So um, what what I can do is, is send me an email. Do you have email? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Mark at Salem.com? No, MarkSalem. MarkSalem.com. Okay. Okay. And you're going to give me the VIN number of your car. It's on your registration. It's a 17-digit number. Right here. Okay. I've got it right here. Okay. And then you're going to give me the year, make, and model. Okay. And to end, and then um, I might ask you a couple of questions down the road, but I'll find a head for you. Now, oh, here's, the, really? here's the bad news. You yeah. and I are going to get a head, and you're going to tell him to put it on, and there's a small possibility that he says the head didn't fix it. So we're working off of his diagnosis, and you might spend $100 or more for this head. And then all of a sudden, he says, well, the head didn't fix it. What he's saying is, is I don't know how to fix it. I already boogered it up the first time, and I, I can't unbooger it up now. So well, you got can, it. Can you, give me, uh, can you give me the name of a mechanic in, uh, out in the northwest area, Sun City uh, area, that I could take it to? Well, I can't go out that far, but I'll tell you that I would send you to Harker's Automotive at 38th Avenue and Indian School, and I would just say to them, um, I'm not happy with where the air is blowing. I'm not happy with its temperature. Don't tell them anything about the first guy. Just give okay. them the symptoms you got now and say, call uh -huh. me with an estimate. That's what I would do. So. Before it, so just go to Harker's right initially instead of emailing you. Go to Harker's. Well, you can you first. can send me you can send me the information and I'll still find a head for you. But this okay. possibility is only fifty fifty that it needs a head, and the, I don't want you oh. to buy a head, and I don't want to order one myself, and I don't want to own one myself on somebody else's diagnosis. So I'm happy you opened that door to say I'll go someplace else. I, I okay. want to tell you something. If my guys did that, and if we modified the air conditioning automatic temperature control, I would just lose my mind. If hmm. we can't fix it, just say you can't fix it. 
If you can't fix it, send it to somebody who's more qualified than you are. The fact of the matter is, is I, I would just flip out if if you had a problem with a tire or a vibration, and all they did was put a bunch of weights on the tire, and the tire has an egg on it, and the tire is defective, and they're going to counterbalance the tire with a bunch of weights. That's just yeah. not right. So it's kind of gerrymandering it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, it's th- that's a nice word. Anyway, um, my my email address is mark at marksalem dot com. Mark at Mark Salem, Salem like the cigarette dot com, and my I have a K in my name, M A R K, and uh, send me the VIN number and your make and model, and and um, I'm pretty sure our parts guys can find ahead, but we're not going to buy it yet. We're just going to make sure it's available, and then you take it to Harker's and let's see what happens. Okay? Do I have to make an appointment with Harker's? Call yes. and make an appointment. With them? Yes, you will. You'll talk to Ellen, and she is Bob's wife, and she can make. Oh, uh, she can make the world spin for you, okay? And that is H-A-R-K-E-R-S, is that correct? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. Well, All right. you know, I will give them a call. If they can get my air work, and I'd be a happy camper. <laughs> okay. I, I can tell you they can. Um, but without okay. all the variables, this is what it takes. This is what's going to cost. And it's going to work right. And it's going to blow cold air when you ask for cold air. And it's going to give you hot air when you ask for hot air. Okay. That's what I want. I got to run, but anyway, thank you very much, Dan, Sharon, and Cole. I only have a minute and a half. Um, wait a minute, do I have a minute and a half? Oh, okay. I'm going to take. I'm going to go ahead and take Dan, but but Sharon and, and Cole, stay right there. Dan, how can I help you? Um, yeah, I've got a, a uh, Honda uh, Civic uh, 2012, and the other day when it was really incredibly hot, I was driving. It was driving just fine. I. I stopped at a store for like 10 minutes, went back out, and the engine fired and then quit. And then I couldn't get it to run. I mean, it plenty of battery. It was cranking the engine over, but I just couldn't get the thing to fire up. And it, it took like two and a half hours to get a, a um, tow truck. Um, and it, about every 15, 20 minutes, I'd try, try it again, and it wouldn't go. Um, again, it was incredibly hot, like, you know, uh, one, two in the afternoon. And and then after about two hours, it fired up, and I go okay. to. Okay, okay. Well, let, let me let me touch base with you real quick. When your car cranks over and doesn't start, it's because of the lack of fuel or the lack of spark. So if somebody would have taken one of those plug wires off and stuck, you know, something metal in it and held it close to metal, and you crank it over and there's no tick 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 tick, then we have a spark problem. Cram, cam sensor crankshaft sensor stuff like that. And I'll finish my thought, but I'm up against the uh, clock right now. Have you and your spouse moved from being soulmates to roommates? Wondering what you can do to get the spark back? Focus on the family and Salem Media Group present Resist the Drift, a two-day marriage conference happening August 25th and 26th at Central Christian Church in Gilbert. Resist the Drift is an opportunity to connect with your spouse and take a deeper dive into content created just for you. Learn ways to strengthen your connection, rekindle your romance, and reawaken your adventure. Come hear speakers Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley share their story and what they've learned as they move from roommates to soulmates. Couples will receive Bible-based concepts and tools to reconnect and strengthen their marriages. Get tickets today at 960thepatriot.com. That's the Resist the Drift Marriage Conference, August 25th and 26th at Central Christian Church in Gilbert, Arizona. Presented also by redballoon.work. We look forward to seeing you there. Go now to 960thepatriot.com.
Hey, it's Seth Liebson. By now, you've probably heard that 960 The Patriot has partnered with Focus on the Family for a two-day marriage conference on August 25th and 26th at Central Christian Church in Gilbert. But did you know we're now giving away some exclusive VIP tickets for our Resist the Drift conference? You and your spouse could be one of 10 lucky couples who get to attend the conference on the house. And five couples will be invited to attend our pre-conference VIP meet-and-greet reception, hosted by me, yours truly. You and your spouse could have the special opportunity to meet speakers Greg and Aaron Smalley, including an intimate Q&A session, and snack on delicious appetizers. In addition to all this, VIP ticket holders get reserved seating at the conference and a workbook to notate in during the weekend's four sessions of impactful teaching. For a chance to win tickets and meet Greg and Aaron Smalley, go to 960thepatriot.com and click on the event banner. And if you're not feeling lucky, you can always just buy tickets also at 960thepatriot.com. See you there. Go to 960thepatriot.com and click on Resist the Drift and you just might win. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path and I met this digital frog. He was all like... And I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit. And I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles. Like, wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's, uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. All about that Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And we're going to go um, right back to Dan. And, Dan, we talked about your 2012 Civic and... It died installed and and uh, wouldn't start. It would crank over, but it wouldn't catch. And as I was describing, it's it's either going to be uh, your your hot no start is no no spark or no fuel, and it's more likely that it's no fuel based on the year of your car. So if you wanted to to determine if it was, then carry a can of carburetor spray in your car. And when the engine dies and you crank it and it doesn't catch, open up the hood. And maybe your wife's there and she can take the driver's control. Open up the hood, take the air cleaner assembly off, and spray 1,001, 1,002, 1,003 into the air intake. Into the air intake. That's the hose that goes to the mouth of the mouth of the motor. And that's where the sucking is going on. And so have the wife hit the key 
and see if it starts for a second and dies. And if it starts for a second and dies, you have a fuel delivery problem. If it doesn't start, then you, you carry an old screwdriver with you and you gently unplug one of the spark plug wires. You put the screwdriver in there. You hold it with the boot and you put the screwdriver very close to a piece of metal and you say, crank it over, honey, and it, it'll either go tick, 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 or it won't do anything. And if it doesn't do anything, you have an ignition problem. So I can't tell whether it's fuel or ignition, but I can tell you most garages with gray-haired guys, um, if they could get it to happen, it'll take them about 20 or 30 seconds to determine whether the fuel pump, the fuel pressure regulator, or the relay's bad, or whether it's an, an, an issue with uh, spark. So that's all I have yeah. to offer you. Okay? Yeah, that's the, the thing. They couldn't duplicate it. So I got the car back, and it runs now. Um, but you say I can't really determine anything until it happens again. Yeah, and I, sh- I mean, it, I would never suggest to you, oh, let's put a fuel pump in it, let's put a new relay in it, and let's go p- and put an ignition module in it, which is four or five hundred bucks. And I'm pretty sure I got it by then. You would say no. So, I mean, do you have towing on your car? Uh, I do. Okay. So if that's the case, but like I said, a cat and carburetor spray and an old screwdriver, and if your wife loves you, she'll turn the key and crank the motor over when you say, as opposed to when the wire's in your hand, and she says, I'm going to get that SOB right now. She hits the key, you get sparked, you pee your pants, and you're mad. So oh, okay. it's, it's that easy, okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you'd say, yeah, when it gets hot, Hondas are known for this, just replace that, yeah. but uh, apparently not <laughs> i never say that because it bites you more than you're a hero there are lots okay. of pattern failures for all kinds of cars but i've been doing this since 1972 i've owned my own shop since 1979 and frankly we started doing that and man that i can't tell you how many times we ate that job and and so we just don't do it anymore. We explain the difference. And a lot of times, like for the older ladies, we'll run an air hose into the cab of the car, and then we'll give them a can of carb spray with a straw on it, and we teach them how to pssst, and hold a rag around it, pssst, and we teach them how to do that. And then when it starts and runs, then you take that vacuum line, and we give them a golf tee, and they put a golf tee in there. So we do train them <laughs> oh, to do that's this. Oh, a good idea. So that you can do that. You can, I just described it perfectly for you, so you can do that if that's what you want. Put a golf tee in it, otherwise it'll idle roughly, and then when it dies, you stick that carburetor straw in there, count to five or ten, and then put your thumb over the end of it and see if it'll start. And if it starts up and runs for three or four minutes or three or four seconds and then it dies, we're done. It's fuel pump or fuel pump relay. And you're going to do both of them at the same time anyway. So if the fuel pump relay is bad, it's because it drew too much. The pump drew too much amperage and wiped out the relay. So we're going to do the pump and the relay at the same time. Okay, got to run, Dan. Thank you very much. Good luck to you, Sharon. Thank you for holding as long as you did. You have my full attention. Okay, on the subject of oil, um, you said that um, the synthetic oil doesn't need to be changed until like ten thousand miles. Ten to fifteen, yes, ma'am. Okay, so so I can do that once a year. Well, and you're saying you're, that would be two years for you? Two years. Okay. Well, we drive about six or 7,000 miles a year. Okay, there's no problem with that. Do you, let me, do you ever take the car for kind of a longer drive? Do you ever drive from Mesa to Peoria? Do you ever drive from South Phoenix to Metro yes. Center? Okay, yes. see, 
during those times, we're going to go, the oil is going to go through a heat cycle. It's going to start cold. You're going to bring it up to 200, 210 degrees, and then you're going to shut it off, and it's going to cool off. So I like that. So I don't really care about that. I don't care about how, your miles and stuff like that. But how many miles has your car got on it? It's just hit 100,000. Okay, and I want you to know that I'm using a synthetic in my truck. It's a diesel truck. It's a one-ton truck, and I haul fat cows and fat horses around all the time. Not fat wives, but just cows and horses, okay? <laughs> and, and I've got, a, like I say, I think it's 170 or 180,000 miles on it, and I do take care of it. I'm running a synthetic, and I'm changing it every 15,000 miles. Wow. And so, okay, I'm, so I, I practice what I preach. How do I know what kind of oil is in it now? You don't, and the motor doesn't care, and nobody else does either. And so I can switch from one to one type to another? just In a heartbeat, because there's nothing in your car that's going to know you did that. <laughs> there's no little gremlin that's sitting there going, hey, hey, you can't put that oil in here. There's no such uh, thing. I thought them. there were unicorns in there. I was told there were unicorns You could stick in carrots in your, <laughs> in your fuel tank, and, and as long as they, they would uh, emit some gas, you could run on them. But no, there is nothing in your car that you need to worry about. You can put the cheapest gas, or you can fill it with super. You can put the best oil, or you can put the worst oil. It's never going to know. And so the like another thing is spark plugs. You can enhance the spark plugs, and you can go from eight thousand miles to fifteen thousand miles. But it's going to cost you twice as much for the spark plugs. So you get twice the wear, but you're going to pay price twice the price. So those are the issues. But Sharon, I got to run. But thank you very much for holding as long as you did. We have five open lines available: six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty, and we'll be right back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. I'm Scott from the History Unplugged podcast. History can be a bit of a tongue twister with its weird sounding names of people, places, and things. But it really isn't that confusing. History is the story of who we are and how we comport ourselves while soaring to victory in battles over forts, seaports, and cities that fortunately thwarted the schemes of villains and their blood sports, like the 1415 Battle of Agincourt. It's about legal battles in courts, about the contortion of torts over the retorts of consorts that turned into kangaroo courts. I exhort you to listen to History Unplugged on the podcast player of your choice, and you can listen to it while wearing shirts, shorts, skirts, skorts, or jean jorts. Hey, it's Seth Liebson. By now, you've probably heard that 960 The Patriot has partnered with Focus on the Family for a two-day marriage conference on August 25th and 26th at Central Christian Church in Gilbert. But did you know we're now giving away some exclusive VIP tickets for our Resist the Drift conference? You and your spouse could be one of 10 lucky couples who get to attend the conference on the house. And five couples will be invited to attend our pre-conference VIP meet-and-greet reception, hosted by me, yours truly. You and your spouse could have the special opportunity to meet speakers Greg and Aaron Smalley, including an intimate Q&A session, and snack on delicious appetizers. In addition to all this, VIP ticket holders get reserved seating at the conference and a workbook to notate in during the weekend's four sessions of impactful teaching. For a chance to win tickets and meet Greg and Aaron Smalley, go to 960thepatriot.com and click on the event banner. And if you're not feeling lucky, you can always just buy tickets also at 960thepatriot.com. See you there. Go to 960thepatriot.com and click on Resist the Drift, and you just might win. More than 80 million Americans count on AM radio stations like this one for news, important weather updates, and the opportunity to discuss and debate important issues facing our country. But some people want to remove AM radio from new cars being manufactured, and we cannot let that happen. 
The Senate Commerce Committee has approved the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, Senate Bill 1669, and moved it on for a vote in the full Senate. The bill should also move quickly through the U.S. House. Your U.S. Senator and your representative in Congress are in your home state during the annual congressional recess this August. When you see your senator or congressman visiting your community, please tell them you want their support to keep AM radio strong, vibrant, and available to you in your car. This is your opportunity to stand up, be heard. Or you can text AM to 52886. That's AM to 52886 to tell Congress to support AM radio. Welcome back, everybody. 43 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We already talked about Harker's Automotive at 38th Avenue and Indian School. Let's go to the other side of the valley real quick and talk about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Since 1970, they've been open. Brian and Thelma, husband and wife, own this shop. Brian was born in a gas station family, and so was Thelma. It's the only shop in Mesa that I can put my name behind. I know they're honest. I know they're dependable. They've been around a very long time. They know how to fix cars. They're not going to guess, and they do all the stuff right. So if you're in Mesa, Thompson's Auto Repair is not a bad place to go if you don't already have a great place. Dave, you're up next. How can I help you? Good morning, sir. Thanks for taking my call. My question is regarding a uh, 2015 Tundra that I had a supercharger, the TRD supercharger, uh, put on about 500 miles after I took delivery of the vehicle. I've got maybe 75,000 on it right now. I get deer in the headlight look when I ask them what sort of preventive maintenance or what sort of maintenance do I need to do for my supercharger. Can you help me? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. Fluid change? No, no. It, it, it doesn't share the oil from the engine? Correct. No, it does not. It has a separate um, uh, reservoir that you put the um, the oil in, and then okay. it goes to a little uh, intercooler, and it circulates back through just the supercharger system. And that's that's new to me, but if that's the case, how many ounces of oil does this have? That I don't know because I'm having a hard time trying to figure that out, but if I were to guess, I would say a couple of quarts anyway. Huh. I've never seen anything like that. Okay, let's just assume you're right. Now, the supercharger, what you're going to be lubing is the shaft. And okay. so um, that's where the oil's going to go to keep the shaft moving. And that's, you know, we're, we're obviously inhaling some air, and then we're packing it into the cylinders. So yes. um, I, I would use a synthetic. I'd use a 530. I'd change the oil and be done with it. I, that's what I would okay. do. Now, I have quite a few supercharged cars. My Camaro shares the engine oil. And it doesn't have an individual reservoir. We use synthetic in the Camaro. It's a 2010 with like 30,000 miles on it. It's one of those cars, just like your Tundra, that almost lift the front tires off the ground. <laughs> if my wife's okay. driving it, I must be clarify about that, if my wife's driving <laughs> it. So, okay. Um, and, and for the rest of the people, supercharger is this. When your engine is breathing, it goes like this. <sighs> Sucks airs in, and then it blows air out at the exhaust. <sighs> so it's <sighs> suck push, suck, push. Now, the whole idea of the supercharger is is when you suck the air in, I'm going to put an air hose in your mouth, and when you start sucking, I'm going to pump about 10 pounds of air pressure into your lungs that's going to quickly blow your lungs up. But I'm just using that as an example. So instead of just sucking air in, we're going to push air in. And that adds a lot more power. It adds a lot more temperature and now all of a sudden we have a big squirt of fuel and a whole bunch of air and boom when the spark plug goes off his tundra is going to probably outrun everybody else 
So that's what a supercharger is. It just supercharges the air, and he's probably got the supercharger where it's gulping cold air, so it goes through the supercharger. It's going to gain a little bit of heat, and then it's going to go into the engine. So that's what I would use. I use a 530 synthetic. Okay? How often would you change it? Um, if you've only got three or four ounces, I'd probably do it every two years. But if, I mean, if it's no big deal, then why not just do it every every year at the in January, like I do on some of my cars? Okay, very good. Thank you, sir. Okay, good luck to you. Thank you, Greg. You're up next. How can I help you? Hi, I just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, about two months ago, I called you about uh, changing the oil on my Sprinter van. Okay, and. Uh, you sent me over to Goodies, uh-huh. and they informed me that they don't do work on Sprinter vans. Okay. So they did send me to a European service over in Scottsdale. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they were they were great. So, you can uh, say their name if they were great. If you if you're going to badmouth them, I don't want you to say their name. But if you were really happy with their service, they did what they say. Tell us who it is. Uh, it was European Services in Scottsdale. Okay, okay. So the European Services did a good job on your first visit. They didn't try to sell you the whole farm and tell you you needed all these fluid changes and you need this and you need this. They just You took it in, they asked you about symptoms, and when you got it, the symptoms were gone and they were within their estimate. 10-4? Yeah, this is just a standard oil change on a Mercedes Sprinter, and uh, it was about a third of the cost that, Mercedes wanted, and okay. Goodies, I guess Goodies and this European services and Scottsdale work together, and yes, they do. So yes, they they do. They work together, and they don't badmouth one another, and they're very good friends. But there's there's some models there's some models of Chevrolet I don't want to work on, but I do the rest of them. So I do ninety five percent of Chevrolet, ninety five percent of the Fords, the Nissans. There's a couple I don't want to work on because I'm not going to look good. It's going to be one of those cars that is just tough to fix. So on Thursday afternoon, my car farts and dies, and I don't want to. I don't want to be the one that tracks that down. Okay. So well, basically, I just wanted to thank you. Okay. Uh, I, I got to the right place anyway. That, they did a good job. And and if you, they did a good job and they beat the dealership, then I would suggest that you spend a minute on the internet and go in and give them a really nice rating. You don't have to beat up anybody else, but just give them a nice rating. And we, all of us business owners, we watch that and we appreciate that. And most of us will put a tickler in your file saying the last time he was in, he left it really nice. And what happens is, is when the service writer sees that, he knows he's not going to make you mad. <laughs> and so we're going to play it by the, by the way we should. So, all righty. Well, listen, thank you very much for calling. Okay, thank you. Alright. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, and we're going to do this for another, another hour. So we do our show from 10 to 12. And so we're going to go from 11 to 12 here in another 10 minutes. But you've got time to call in. 602-508-0960. And Gil, we don't have anybody in queue. No, the lines are open. Okay. Um, with, with car repair today, we've talked about this so many times, but I just, call, I just want to make sure if you if you get a laundry list of things to do from a repair shop that you took your car in for an oil change or a set of windshield wipers, if you get that laundry list, you make them write it down. And then you tell them, my husband or my dad, whatever you want to tell him, he's going to want to look at this, but he might have a question for you. So would you just write your name and your phone number on this, this piece of paper? 
I want to tell you something. If they won't do that, it's because they're not going to stand behind what came out of their mouth. Otherwise, everybody writes that down. Everybody has little old ladies who want their son who lives in Oregon to look at the what they need in the car. That's okay. We'll do that a hundred times over again. But if you run into the shop that doesn't want to do that, that wants to tell you something but not write it down, you need to be very suspicious of their ethics because they don't know if you're with the attorney general's office. <laughs> they don't know if you're with some crime-fighting crime fighting group from the uh, city of Phoenix or the state of Arizona. They don't know. So if they're not going to write anything down, it means it always means it isn't true. It always means that. Because if it was true, all of us, we write it down and staple our business card to it and then initial our business card. That's the way everybody that does a good job does that job. So you have to be careful. And then it's a good idea if you're going to use somebody new. Go in and look at their reviews. You're going to type in Mark Salem Reviews or Salem Boys Auto Reviews. And you can look at them. And and hopefully you're, yeah, everybody's going to have a bad one. We had one the other day that the lady, um, and, and actually she brought it in for her husband. So I think the husband was a problem. But she says that intermittently the wipers don't work. And so we checked the motor, we checked the linkage, we lubed up the motor in the linkage, we checked her wiper blades that they were aligned right, and we couldn't figure out what was the matter. And we charged her $25. And boy, she our, she she didn't write a nice review. And, you know, I told my daughter, Andy, why don't you just call her and tell her, take the review down and we'll give her her money back. I think we charged her $22. And Andy says, oh, that's not going to make her happy. And I said, okay, fine. We'll live with the bad review. Uh, hopefully people understand it but and and you have to take that with a grain of salt the review should say they charged me but they didn't fix my wiper blades that's true but the charge was try to find the problem with the wiper blades and provide some kind of service that involves we're going to lube the motor we're going to make sure the motor's free we're going to make sure that the linkage because the motor has linkage that make both wipers flap and so we're going to squirt a little white lube on each one of those and see if we can figure it out we're also going to turn on the windshield wipers, and we're going to hit the top of the dash. Not enough to break it, but just jar the dash, and if the wipers quit, then we have a bad connection at the switch. So us gray-haired guys know how to do that. So 2508-0960. I'll take it, Gil. Say good morning to Denny. Denny, good morning. Good morning, sir. I have uh, I have a couple of questions. I have a 2018 um, GMC uh, rather Chevy, I'm sorry, it's a Chevy, um, 3,500 truck, diesel okay. truck. Okay. And I was told recently that I wanted to replace the, the upper and lower hose on the uh, radiator. Okay. And I was told that the lower hose, is, or both hoses, was going to run me over $2,000. How much dollars? 2000 Well, you need to get the hell out of there. That's what I thought. They said that it has tentacles coming off, going to many different places on the vehicle, the lower hose. Okay, and two thousand dollars. And so we got if we're if we're a hundred dollars an hour, it's going to take twenty hours to do this. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. That's uh, a little ridiculous. I agree. Okay, and you can and get my, on the there. You can get on the internet. You can do this yourself. You can get on the internet and go to go to rockauto.com and they'll tell you about the lower hose and they'll tell you all the sub 
uh, you know, all the things that are tied together, and you can buy the lower hose, and you can buy the, the arms of the lower hose, and you can buy clamps and all that kind of stuff. Then there's a lot of other ones that you can go in and you can put your VIN number in and say how much to replace the radiator. What's the labor to replace the radiator? And they'll tell you in hours. I'll tell you that most anybody that's worth their salt in Phoenix right now on the car repair side, including your truck, is between 150 and 175 an hour. And it depends on how busy you are. If you're just up to your ears in alligators, your price is going to be high. If you're if you're not up to your ears in alligators, you want to generate business and you think that dropping the labor rate would be it, then you can do that. Those are business decisions. Now, how many miles has this, this car got on at this 3,500? 37,000. Okay. You're changing the hoses a little early. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I I totally agree. I okay. totally agree, but it's pressure from other people. Oh, okay, okay. Well, um, I, I'll tell you this: if uh, if Denny called me up and said, "I'll take all five of your grandkids to Disneyland as long as you let me take my 1980, 18, 2018, 3500 uh, GMC," I'd say, "If you got enough seat belts, take them." That's what I'd say. So you got a lot of you got a lot of years, but you don't got a lot of miles. And I mean, if you're 18, that's five years and 37,000 miles. So what's that? Seven thousand, eight thousand miles a year? Yeah. Okay. And there's yeah. a lot of people that are going to want you to do this or that. I'm suggesting to you that if you go in there and you wait in the morning till. It, you squeeze the upper hose, you squeeze the lower hose, you squeeze the heater hoses, you you squeeze all the coolant hoses. I'm quite sure you're going to find that none of them are going to sound crackly when you push on them. You'll be able to feel an old hose. It'll oftentimes crackle for you. So I think you're right. going to find each and every one of them, you can squeeze them. They, they're soft, they're pliable. I know that I'm going to get a lot of flack by the guys are going to go, well, yeah, but five years, Mark, if he did 12,000 miles a year, he'd be 60,000 miles. And I'd say 65,000 miles is too early. (laughs) Mark does his hoses when they're about seven years old or when we're approaching 75,000 miles. Between 75 and 100. I got 170,000 miles on my one ton, Dodge one ton. And I changed the hoses not too long ago, and the ones that we took off were just fine. As a matter of fact, I took the upper and lower, and I put them in the toolbox in case I get stuck in, in Wilcox, Arizona, <laughs> on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I, I can put them on myself. So I think you do a little Internet research, and you'll, an, you'll get the question answered. But I'm a little uncomfortable with the time and the miles. And because there was a dealer that brought it to the dealer, and the dealer said that it would be... Well, I think one other thing on it, uh, which I can't recall right now, but it would be around um, $3,500 or $3,600 was the exact price. To do uh, all the hoses. What the other item was, I don't recall. Okay, but that's and, to do all the uh, hoses, I, right? Uh, yes. Okay, and okay. I said to him, I, said, I, I, I'm, I, I can, you know, I can live with 3500 He's got two two, two and a half gallons of coolant. He's got a whole bunch of clamps. He's got a whole bunch of hoses. He's got a whole bunch of labor, and he's got a flush of the radiator and a flush of the engine. I can live with the 3,500, but you only have 37,000 on it. So I'd be a lot happier if you'd wait to 50,000 and then go ahead and spend the big bucks. But anyway, I got to run. The lines are wide open for everybody else. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Gil's answering the phone, and he just told me, 
Everything's empty, so you're welcome to call in, 602-508-0960. My name's Mark Salem, and we're going to come back for another hour of fun and frivolity as long as somebody calls in, and so we'll be back in a minute. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.